Somewhere in the darkness, there's a man they call the skipper, fast asleep, dreaming of gold. Weeks before the sun does, even though he'd rather stay in bed, curses the cold in Minnesota. Why's it always so damn cold? He's got a job. You're listening to Stonecast, curling in the Twin Cities with Jordan Wickland and Christopher Lisney. So here we are at uh, in my dining room. I've never done a recording in my dining room. I just thought this table looked good. I'm joined by Jordan Wickland and Kim Rhyme, uh, curler from St. Paul, Milwaukee, Green Bay, Alaska, <laughs> power curler, and wonder dancer. Wonder Dancer. That's a good one. It's new. (laughs) No, it's excellent. Yeah, welcome to the podcast. I was telling uh, Kim earlier that we took quite a hiatus over the summer. Um, You were pretty busy with work. I had a daughter and our schedules didn't really work out with whom we wanted to speak to for a variety of reasons. But it's good to be back. I I think it's been several months since I've been behind a mic. Well... It's great to be here. I think the thing that yeah. I've been thinking about recently is like, what's the focus of what we're doing? And, oh, and mission statement. Yeah, which sounds really dorky and everything. But um, the first thing is is to have better Bloody Marys. That's my first mission statement. <laughs> our, our drink of choice today is Bloody Marys, and then I gave Jordan the c- celery salt, and the bottle I gave him was cumin. So. <laughs> So we're having Bloody we Marys with cumin. Sort of amazing <laughs> aroma when you... They're actually not that bad, honestly. You know, the cumin I to, works well. I had to scoop some of the cumin out of mine and then add the proper celery salt, but it's good. It's intense, but it's good. Mm-hmm. So to get to the point of why we do this, the reason why I had Kim on is just because I think we want to have interesting people that curl around the Twin Cities. Mm. That's, that's what's cool about curling. And uh, I met Kim at the St. Paul Cash Spiel. When I was um, hooking the microphone up, and her team gave me a lot of grief, and I enjoyed that. So, my team—they—they can be salty in yeah. the best way. I mean that in like a good way. Mm-hmm. So your team is pretty interesting because you—well, first off, you—you you curled well in St. Paul. I, Thanks. Yeah. Um, the two sheets, the two games that you played on the show sheet were versus Podal. Mm-hmm. And you won that one. Yeah. And the second one was versus uh, Cora. Yeah. Farrell, and you lost that one. Yep. Um, but I'd never uh, heard, seen, or met you before. And so yeah. when I found out that you curled at St. Paul and that you work at a dance studio, apparently really close to the St. Paul Curling Club, is that oh. true on Grand Avenue? Is that? No, that's not true. Why? <laughs> I don't know who told you that. Julie Smith told me that. Oh. The club is on Selby, Chris. I know, but Grand is close, closer oh, to the club. The, I see. Yeah. Um, no, not that's not tech. No, I don't work at a dance studio. I work for a dance company. So um, I'm a performer, dancer, whatever, and we rehearse wherever we can. 
So it's not like a specific, it's like versus a dance studio that's in one location and like being a teacher at the dance studio or something. It's not quite that way. It's like we rehearse for performances. Hmm. So then um, we rehearse often downtown Minneapolis at the Cole Center. Stonecast is supported by our friends at the Once Upon a Crime Mystery Bookstore, 604 West 26th Street in Minneapolis. Not only do they have a fantastic collection of mysteries, thrillers, and crime novels, they host some of the best author events in the area. Check them out on the web at www.onceuponacrimebooks.com. That's www.onceuponacrimebooks.com. What sort of uh, dance um, do you do? Um, So I got a degree in modern dance, modern and contemporary performance and choreography, I think is the full title. Mm -hmm. So my field is modern dance, but I don't know if that means a lot to anybody these days. It's not tap dancing. My field is English, so I I hear you. (laughs) You say this thing and people are kind of like, oh, sure, okay. So you dance with that is what they really mean. (laughs) Yeah. Do you you dance to like... um, a lot of like jazz music and no. kind of contemporary music or not really honestly um like in the field that i'm in we don't like music is not a driving force at least maybe maybe the company that i'm in i should say the what? company that i'm in music oh that's not true music that's is not a driving force well that's not always that's not really true that's not true april's going to get mad at me it's upsetting is what that is well no it's it's we in, my, in the, how do i how do i explain this okay like, you're used to seeing maybe, like, so you think you can dance, right? Where, like, these little kids come on stage in, like, skimpy little costumes and they kick their legs really high and they do a bunch of turns and it's, like, really impressive. It's like Friday it's, night at the listening house. Yeah, I'm sure. I thought it was that there's a video game on the PlayStation that Ruby and her friends like. It's like, let's dance. And oh, yeah. I was oh, like, well. Oh. David Bowie song. I love that song. Let's dance. Yeah. Let's dance. Uh. Anyway, oh. I'm not going to sing it now. You just did. That's all you need to know. Anyway, <laughs> who, who is David Bowie? What? Stop, don't say that. You don't even like music. What? That's you just not said true. that music no, wasn't the driving factor. That's an aggressive statement, and it it's not true. I'm an aggressive person. That's why I like drawing. Oh. <laughs> you don't play, so you dance in silence. No, no, no. We do. Our company does not dance in silence by any means. So, okay, let's see. Our company uses a lot of actually a lot of singing and a lot of text. Oh. We do a lot of vocal work. Um, that is not true for all modern dance companies, um, but it is true for ours. So music actually is like a driving force in my choreographer's um, creation making. And we have a lot of like music, like take the last piece, the piece that we just did, which we performed in October at the Southern theater. Um, that one had we had we were singing Janis Joplin in there, and we were singing Queen, and we were singing mm-hmm. the Beach Boys. So like, there's a lot of. I mean, it depends on what the content of the work is, but she most definitely like has an idea. Like, oh, I want to make a dance about this topic, this subject, and then she's got certain uh, inspirations for that. And a lot of them are like pop artists or music things that she grew up with. Whatever, hip hop, rap, pop music. <sighs> It's been a long morning. I was at Junior's for two hours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Ruby's going to do, well, so I've got this exchange student, Melanie, uh, from Guatemala, and she's been doing Junior Curling for a couple weeks now. Woohoo! She's pretty good. Um, her team, she skipped her team this morning really? of Very Bantams. Nice. Very nice. At which Ruby was on. She played second, did a good job, and they were up 5 nothing wow. after mm. end of two, and then 
that was the end of the thing. So what well, we're going to go up? Shook after that? Yeah. Well, we only had thirty minutes. And oh, okay. So okay. Fair enough. She's so, working on her handle. She doesn't quite get the concept of handle yet. Like enough rotation on the rock. Yeah, or even what? Yeah. yeah. I mean. I she to, does do the rotation, and she's got this other friend, Ada, who does it, and she just, like, spins the rock. And goes, <laughs> doesn't move at all. Just goes yeah. straight. Yeah. <laughs> so Ruby, her playing lead, she, she should be second. But this is great, though. So Ruby was able to make it through the summer and remembered that curling is fun, and I would like to do more of it. Woohoo! Yeah, except that, you know, managing... I, I did a bad thing today. So I signed her up. So we're, I got hotel rooms for up in Duluth, for which is the first week of December. Um, Elizabeth Bushy, mm-hmm, Bushy um, yeah. which you knew her, right? I did. Yeah, I got yeah. to curl with her once. It was great. She's, yeah. She was an amazing girl. Yeah. So, so there this you go. Sounds like a memorial fundraiser, Ponsfield. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always juniors, and uh, so this Melanie, who's thirteen, uh, some of the girls there wanted her to go up there, and she's going back December tenth. And I was like, oh, that'd be pretty cool to curl in many, you know, St. Paul, and then. Do a do a tournament before you go home to Guatemala. I'm like, hmm, that's like where Olympic dreams start. <laughs> so then today I was like, oh, I think Ruby would like it too. And so uh, Tamara said, who's the the woman in charge, said, oh yeah, I'll sign her up. And so I told Ruby on the way home, she goes, I'm not doing it. <gasps> oh, and I'm no. like, you're doing it. I am not. <laughs> and so we're stuck in that. But then we were driving home. She's like, can I use your TV or your phone because she wanted to watch TV on the way home. I'm like, no. Yeah. You know, she can tell Ruby if if she's lucky someday, she'll have a a roommate or a friend, possibly a spouse, who will use the same strategy on her. Because I do this to Rachel all the time. Oh, what? Not for curling, but say, "Hey, we're there's. uh, What are you doing Friday night?" Well, you know, I work on Saturday. I said, "No, we're we're going to go to a party. There's a party that we're going to go to together." You have the op. Well, so you did my strategy. You, Ruby's strategy would have been like, no, I'm not. There's no way I'm going to do it. I'll give you $100. No way. And then I, it's like, we're I would go to her far. place for $100. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll go. We need another person. Yeah. Uh, can so. I do it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just add an I8 in my, in my name. It's Jordania. It's like, well, that's a big junior curler girl. <laughs> All right. So wig. Um, let's get back to our guest. Oh, no. So tell me yeah. about how your curling team sure. got together. Cause oh, it seems okay. like, it seems like you're a really good curler. Like, you know what oh, you're thanks. doing and strategy wise. Mm. Um, mm. and so obviously you have a lot of, uh, experience. Um, <laughs> do I have a lot of experience? I mean, I have some, yeah, I mostly, do you have more than we have? I don't, I'm not sure. How long have you guys been curling? I don't actually know that. Combined or separate? (laughs) (laughs) Seven years for me. Yeah. I think I'm in my fifth year or fourth year. Fourth or fifth year. That's great. Yeah, I'm just a few ahead of Chris. Well, you can't do the five and under, so. I know. You could do the five and under. The the first year I was in the um, league at St. Paul was when they turned the five and under to the hover dauber. And you're probably Uh, referring to different five and under, but. No, actually, I don't think I. Maybe I think does four seasons maybe still has a five and yeah, Jaska they do. Jaska does, yeah. yeah. Okay. And I think it's Dakota. now called the Hobber Dobber at St. Paul. Ah, I see. Anyway, that was my um, first year and that was a while ago. So Well, I've never uh, I've never gotten really to do those. Anyway, um okay, do I have a lot of experience? I mean I guess I mostly had a good coach. My dad is a great coach and so I had good training. Oh, yeah. And um my team Mr. got Mr. Rhyme. Mr. Bill Rhyme. Wild Bill Buster, as I like to call Wild him. Buster Rhyme. Wild Bill Rhyme. Wild Bill Rhyme. He is the best. 
Um, and so my team got together because, so I moved to Minneapolis, St. Paul four years ago. And like my dad, the very first thing I did was go down to the, like, literally I moved in on a Wednesday and my parents, bless them, helped me move. And then I was like, oh my God, it's Wednesday. I'm here. What am I going to do? And my dad was like, let's go down to the curling club and sign you up. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I'm not kidding. Like the night, the day that I arrived, I signed up at the St. Paul curling club. And That's so, really cool. um, anyway, curling at St. Paul, you just get to know other people. So I started curling with our, um, Carol Strainy. She's married to Steve Gebauer. Um, oh, I've met Steve a few times. Yeah, yeah. So his wife, Carol is great. I love her. You curl Tuesdays at five. Right? I curl Tuesdays at five. Yeah. So that was the first league that I signed up with. Mm. Um, and then Carol was like, Hey, I'm, you know, I have a couple to another woman that I want to curl with. Do you want to curl with us? And I said, yes. And then my sister, Katie, she's four years older than me. She wanted to get into competitive curling. So then I got my sister. So then that was our first team. And then we kind of had another, we had another year together. And then, um, Katie and I, Carol had a baby. So she kind of fell out of competitive curling and so Katie and I picked up another curler and we just <laughs> kind of been this like it's mostly been me and my sister just like <laughs> traveling along seeing who will curl with us and so anyway uh, we eventually found Amy um, through a community of curling fiery Amy fiery Amy yeah Amy's she's boss lady that, in charge she's the one that got is she making fun of you or what? Well, she got upset with me because she said we were talking about male sports or something, which I listened to the broadcast and we weren't. I don't know. Don't worry. I mean, Amy's just, you have to know. But I like that. I, I didn't take Amy's it like she was ready. being mean. I okay. was like, she's being feisty. I like that. Yeah. No, no feistiness is a good quality. Yeah. She's, I mean, she's super smart and also boss lady in charge. So she's get on her level. That's, mm. I think. My description of Amy Harden in a great. She's a skip. No, I'm oh. a skip. <laughs> so there's a conflict of interest immediately. No, like, no, okay. I don't think so. So you, you feed off this. From what I can tell, you're a, significantly, you're a significantly better player than she is. Oh, you can't say things like that. <laughs> I was just joking. I just wanted you to, you know, it's not like she'll listen to this. <laughs> okay. Well, you also told me earlier you think you'd be a much better like skip. I not skip. Stop, you are the skip. You are, stop. Do not. I said none of this. <laughs> this is all. No, but actually, you, you said you should probably curl first and lead. Yeah, she I mean, actually throw. Lead. She no. had St. Paul in the not, cash none, bill. None of this. She was threw said. third. Yeah, and then had uh, is it Rebecca? Rebecca Andrew. Yeah, she's Andrew from New York. From Rochester, New York. Rochester, so New York. she curls in Rochester Curling Club. She probably, does. Yeah, which I want to get to. Oh, yeah, I was kind of cool. bummed. I, I I was in New York about a month ago, and um, at one point I had a goal to go to the curling clubs, but it was significantly further away from the public transport than I was prepared mm-hmm. to. Uh, yeah, to you do. were going out to Long Island, and you were staying in Manhattan. Yeah, they're kind of hard. They're kind of hard to get to. I think. Yeah. 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 Okay. So anyway, I you got Amy, your sister, and Amy, you are vagabond sister. competitive curlers. <laughs> Just Great. saying, I need, I need Ooh, some addition. Will you curl with us? I'm dehydrated. <laughs> I need. <some>. No. <laughs> no one else gets that joke. It's fine. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So Amy, my sister curls second. Um, I skip, but I throw third. And then we have Rebecca from, from New York. Right so we're kind of a little spread out. My sister lives in Milwaukee. Amy and I live here. Rebecca's obviously over on the East Coast. So some interesting, like weird, fun, curly news, some proposals for competitive play at the professional level came out over the summer. Sure. Did you read it all about the two-point button shot? 
No, I didn't. I'm sorry, I don't know this. I uh, I wish I had, had these these notes on me, but there was a there was someone had proposed um, if you hit the button perfectly or um, maybe cover the button, uh-huh. that stone is worth two points. And how would this change strategy? In wait in like in a game or as a, like a, a last shot? Yeah, okay, in a game. Yeah, Dang, whoever sorry, whoever is. Sentence and I was like, that doesn't make sense. It, I mean, I'm almost. I'm pretty certain if you cover the button, it the stone itself is worth two Somebody points. Somebody proposed that. In addition to whatever else you have, and no. a few oh. tournaments have started. Um, I think uh, recreational um, bond spiels have sure. started implementing this as sort of a fun way to make the match a little more chaotic. In the same way that they're now proposing uh, Five Rock uh, Free Guard Zone. I did hear about this. And I think Five Rock. I, yeah. I just kind of wanted to open this up to discussion a little bit on our podcast because I, I, I'm generally into chaos in competitive and even recreational sports. I, I, think, the, I think the more, <laughs> you know, the, the more you can uh, sort of level the playing field by making the playing field completely uneven to begin with, I think is really sure. fun. And, uh, um, from a structural, not a team standpoint. And I would just like, what do you think about the five, five guard, five rock guard zone or the, oh. if there were a two point yeah. button stone? Well, for the five rock guard zone, I do understand that. Um, I, I haven't really like thought it through in my head as a skip, like what that's going to mean. Um, you know, for me, strategy, last end, whatever. But, um, I do, I get it because people, I mean, strategy has evolved so much. Um, and like with the tick shot, like if you watch, you know, like the briar or something like that, I mean, these guys are so like, they're not going to miss that stuff. You know, then there's no way, like if you are down or like, let's say down one or tied without the hammer in the last end or in an extra end or something like I mean, I think that you have like a one in four shot of winning that game. And you're basically hoping for a miss from the last, from the other skip. And I mean, you get lucky and you always have to make somebody throw their last shot because you never know what's going to happen. But I just think that these teams are so good that like you just, you have no shot. So I kind of understand that like as people are like the game is evolving and people are getting more and more skilled at these type of things that they also have to kind of adapt. I mean, cause we didn't always have the free guard zone, but mm-hmm. then it was like, Oh, maybe we need this because ice is getting better. People are getting better. All sweeping, all of it's getting better. Yeah. They, they kind of changed. They used to, used to be a very draw heavy game. And then there were some Canadian teams started playing a real takeout game and that changed the whole complexion of the game. Right. And it made a really boring game. So then they put that free guard rule in place, yeah. but that five guard rule is coming next year in competitive yeah, curling. Yeah. So they approved that one. They did. They did. Okay, yeah. Excellent. That one is going to happen. I think for the lay person, for all the lay legion loyal <laughs> listeners, <laughs> boy, lay, that was four L's in a row. Yeah. Lay, <laughs> man, lay loyalist. No, I can't. Chris can't do it either. Lay, anyway, um, lay, my, lay my interpretation my as an amateur curler was that five, the five guard rock um, rule is just going to get more stones in play. Which means you either have to be even more accurate or simply um, everyone's level of uh, sort of uh, accuracy is just going to drop a little bit. And that's going to make for more interesting games. Sure. I mean, I think it will. I, it will, at the end of the day, make for more interesting games. But, I mean, I guess in my head, it's for these like top-level teams that have just perfected these shots. And like that lead on 
Brad Gushu's team is never going to miss a tick. And so therefore, if he's playing whoever, Brad Jacobs, like Jacobs has got no chance or Schuster, you know, whatever. Like if, it just makes it really hard. And but at the also on the other end of that is that if they take away some sort of the tick shot, then like if you do like, are you going to want Hammer? <laughs> you know what I mean? In the last end. And it's just like, I mean, if they, let's say the non-hammer team puts up a rock, okay, the hammer team ticks it, and then they put up another one, they tick it, they put up another one, they tick it. I mean, eventually there's going to be, I mean, you would think there's going to be something left, even if they don't get like a perfect tick, or if they do, then uh, you did a good job. But um, if they don't get a perfect tick, then there's going to be something left, which in theory, should help the person who's trying to steal a point. Hmm. I just, I don't know. My, I don't really, I haven't really done my research about this. This is me kind of that's talking. That's interesting. Yeah, that's but, why, I don't know why I wanted to talk about it. The, now, the, now the two-point thing um, was kind of a, a larky sort of thing. I don't know this. This it was is a yeah. proposal, and they did it in one tournament, um, and people really hated it. I mean, some people liked it, but it, it, it basically allowed people to get bailed out, you know. Like you can still get your two, yeah. even though we've played the t- we've played the end perfectly. So there's only way we force you to one. There's still a possibility for it to get to two. I don't know. That's some yeah. I I'm like I said, I uh, amateur curler. I don't. I'm, it is interesting though how I, I think know, it'd like, be very fun to sort of participate in in a um, let's say like a fundraiser bond spieler something where no one is there to. Um, just to, to destroy to that rule, like <laughs> no. how many well, you know, people I mean, there are going to get it right on the button? By well, accident? remember when we curled with Maureen and the other team had the the coupons for the fundraiser? Oh, I hated that. And and Coupon? where where okay, what? so we we curled um the lupus field two oh, years sure, ago with yeah. Maureen Stolt yeah. and another friend of ours, and for an extra twenty five dollars, your team could buy three coupons, and one was um before the end before the the um match started. You could name an end, and you would have the hammer, regardless oh. of the previous end what? result. Another one was make an, make another team throw this like another shot, so that they could stop any stone, and then make you throw the stone again. And then another one was re- redo one of your own rocks. And Wait, so, is that that's this was just a fundraiser bounce? Oh yeah, so, yeah. the lupus yeah, bill is great. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. We beat Johnny Mo. Which we want to bring up every time we can. I did hear that in one of the other yeah. ones. Now you've heard it again. You know, you've probably um, heard Yeah, If you listen to them all, you've listened to it 25 times. So it was funny because the, this team we were... We're coming for not you, Not the team. We're coming, Johnny. Um, not we want some team. of that halibut that you have in your freezer. Yeah. Either like I think the semifinal or maybe the quarterfinal match, um, these teams were holding onto their coupons, and they, they finally uh, asked Chris to rethrow a draw. And Chris's draws are really good yeah. and, and quite steady and accurate. And we're like, oh, no problem. And so it was just kind of funny. And so, like, I would. Yeah, I was pretty excited because I had to throw it three times in a row, basically. And you hit it three, three times, times in a row. Yeah. Wow. Well, because I had, like, I think. You hit it, then they knocked it out. You threw yeah. it again. Yeah. And they then asked you like, to re-throw redo it. it. And I was like, oh, well. That's okay. nice. Yeah. Good for you. Honestly, yeah. so on Wednesday League, this past Wednesday, that was what killed me. We lost because this is random um because i had to throw my draw my first shot and i would make it and then i was like okay just do it again and i would like i would just have to hit like the four foot or whatever and i would just like sail it through and they would like just steal hit two. the four foot well i mean you know not even you know like, what sometimes dex says dex is if you can't hit the four foot you shouldn't skip no that's the truth that is true true life yeah i meant to bring this up earlier actually when we were talking about the uh 
pre-guard zone. It was, I think the best part of the Dex interview is hearing him describe what it was like being a coach when that rule was implemented. Cause he said he first, at first he hated it. Then he came to love it over yeah. a course of about two years and seeing how it actually played out in the matches. Right. And so if anyone hasn't listened to the Dex interview though, and want to hear more about that, that's a, that's a good one to go to. There you go. Yeah. So Arnold Asham. Sure. The other thing that Arnold Asham has that's he made a living in dancing. What? He is a dancer. Stop. You're lying. No, it's true. Um, Here. Oh, Uh, this is. Oh, no. This is the thing. Here, let me let me. I'm going to look at look it up here because. Oh, no. Okay. I was like, is this the thing that you're going to. It's related. Yeah. Arnold Asham. Yeah. So is this is this a YouTube video? uh, He um, can we post this on our Facebook later? Wait, can I just make a disclaimer that I do not make my living by dancing? Yeah, but you could. That's so he I? made he made his living about curling, and then he kind of gave up curling. He was uh-huh. like bored with it. He didn't want to do seniors, and so he um, started doing uh, jigging. He does this Red oh. River Valley jigs because really? he's Matey, which is like um, his dad was uh, Native uh, Canadian, I guess. What do they call First Nations? But back in the day, they wouldn't. Like Canada had real repressive rules for uh, uh, First Nations people and maybe like you couldn't own property. You couldn't do a lot of things. And his dad owned property. And so he didn't say anything. Um, but anyway, so there was this Red River Valley tradition of doing these jig contests. And so his friend got him hooked up into it. And now he tours and he said he makes more money doing dancing. And he's got this dance troupe and he has all these like young, like um, native dancers that do this jigs. And so... I, I watched this video. So here's here's That's a picture so cool. of him. Uh, let's see here. Anyways, well, he does it. But this is watch this video here. Okay. So this is what I, I want to challenge you to this because you're a dancer. <laughs> um, this is going to really be boring radio. Yeah. Should we plug your podcast? You said you have a podcast, you and and you and your sister. Okay. Oh, I do want it. Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. As discussed. Uh, Yes. So, so I have, I have three older sisters. So the second oldest is the one that's on my curling team, Katie. And then my oldest sister's name is Megan. We're just, you know, we're going to throw that out there so we don't forget about her. And then, um, then my, uh, next oldest, whatever, Megan's the oldest and then Katie and then Chrissy. Chrissy is the one that I do the podcast with. Also, parents went heavy on the letter K. I know, I know. <laughs> well, Chrissy could be CH. She's not, though. <laughs> no. okay. We're all Ks. I um, intuited that. Yeah. It's okay. You're not the first person. <laughs> um, so Chrissy and I have a podcast, and it's called Nothing Rhymes with Curling, because our last name is Rhyme. But not rhymes. Not rhymes, but nothing rhyme. I mean, you can't say nothing rhyme with curling. That's not you totally grammatically could. correct. No, is it? That's what makes the title funny. Our podcast is about uh, just like curling. I think, what are we saying? Curling media, maybe. Like anything that's curling media, and we're just going to talk about it. So um, right now we're reading a book called, um, wait, I have to look it up because I'm going to say it wrong. But we're reading a book about, uh, it's a curling mystery drama. You guys read it together? You're like the 12th circle. I think it's the 12th circle. Chrissy, you read the first paragraph. No, no. And then I'll read the second. No, because that would be boring as hell. No, we don't do that. We read it, the 12th, the 12 foot circle. The 12 foot circle. Okay, I'm really nervous that this oh. this author's going to like 
start listening to our podcast because it's kind of a bad book, maybe. So anyway, it's The Twelve Foot Circle by Richard Schwetti. Sh- oh, Shwetty. yeah. I curl with him on Tuesdays. Stop. You're lying to me. No. I'm lying. Okay. I was like, oh, no. Millennial Jack Dumont has learned to maintain control. Main t- learned to maintain control. Millennial Jack Dumont has learned to maintain control the random events of his life. Okay. You lost me at the summer. Oh, I know, I know. Oh, God. Okay. Anyways, I'm but the sick of millennial. But bashing. the context of Amen. I hate those darn millennials. Oh, stop. All they want to do is be like whatever. Okay. <laughs> They're the workforce of the next generation. True life. So, or is that why that we're being bankrupted by the previous generation? Listen. We were bankrupted by our previous hey, generation. That's fine. just we're gonna, what we nobody, just, that's No one is going to have an Earth to live on in about two years. I just I know, but the Earth, the Earth will still exist. Though. I'd just like you guys fine. to know that, we'll first of dead. all, this is an amazing cover. It's a yes. gilded gold curling stone on what looks like a golden It is sheet. A, a mystery crime novel about and curling. It's, it's got 14 out of 14 five-star ratings. Which is bananas because it is... B-A <laughs> bananas. <laughs> Hey, may may I read the description and then you can kind of take it from there? Yeah. Yeah, sure. His parents dead in tragic accidents, no family or friends for support, and his marriage failing, Jack Dumont has learned to control his life by hiding within the walls of his home, like Chris, in a quiet South Minneapolis neighborhood, staring out the window, (laughs) future of doubt, disappointment, and (laughs) failure. His calculated, measured world is thrown into turmoil when he steps through the doors of a small curling club on the edge of a frozen <laughs> Minnesota farming town. Oh. There, he discovers the ending. Uh, or th- he discovers that ending a string of murders dating back decades will mean digging through dark family secrets. What? Bum, bum, bum. With an attractive former co-worker named Tina. Kim at his side no, and unnamed danger name. at every turn, Jack enters the world of curling matches played at the highest level of the sport in search of something he never knew he lost. Man. Are you, are you I wish somebody had a podcast about that. <gasps> Nothing rhymes with curling. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we just, no, we do not read the book on the podcast. We just read it separately and then we get on the podcast club and and, and then we talk about how kind of ridiculous it is. I'm sorry, Richard. Shoot. Shoot. I don't think it's you really. Okay, fine. It's certainly not sweaty. Okay. (laughs) Sweaty more. Um, anyway, we discussed the pronounced pronunciation of his last name multiple times. Um, yeah, so check it out. How do you, um, how do you find your podcast? Um, SoundCloud. Hmm. It's on SoundCloud. We used to be on SoundCloud. Yeah. We're pretty low budget. Also, there's only like like two. You're slightly more high budget than we are. Um, There's only like two episodes because we've been lazy assholes. So we got to get back on. You like that word. You also like Narnia. At one point, when you were on the ice, you said something like Narnia. Like, this is like we're in Narnia. I know. What does that mean? (laughs) It means this is, (laughs) it's like, you know, have you ever had a rock? That's like in the house, whatever. Maybe it's usually over in the 12 foot somewhere, like maybe the back 12 foot. And it's just like nobody can hit it. Like you try, like three people have tried mm-hmm. and no, everybody's missed it every single time. Yeah. I call that rock in Narnia. It's like there, but it's not. It's in Narnia. 
Yeah. And then eventually you just give up because you're like, you're like, fuck, we've I wasted the. I'm just over it. Yeah, I made fun of your. your that was a your, great. That's my favorite part thus far of the podcast. That's amazing. It's good. <laughs> the you're watching your first game. It was like I think it was the first game, but it was just like blank and blank and blank and was it blank and I think that one. No, no it was it? the second one. Probably the second one. Yeah, the second one was like that, and I was just like, oh, let's talk about blueberry muffins. I know. <laughs> well, okay. To be real, so my father coaches Cora, mm. so there's no bitterness there at all. It's fine. <laughs> Did he give you some secrets? No. What, what do you mean? Oh, secrets. I heard him. Then was he yes, there? Yes. And you, my uncle texted me and listened to. He watched the the broadcast, and he was like, "Your father's brother." No, on your father's side. No, my your uh, mother's brother. My father's sister's husband. Does that mean? Yeah, that he's my uncle. My father's sister. Your husband. Yeah, through marriage. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's like a, the intrigue level went way down. It would have been amazing <laughs> if that were your father's brother. It's not. It's texting not. you, watching the match. He's coaching. It's not, it, would, it wouldn't have oh, been sorry. any lesser. Those are just my new boots. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just kicked. They're dancing boots. <laughs> Can't wait. Um. Anyways. Anyway, he texted me and said that you called him Darth Vader. I did. Yeah, I think so. Really? He said, and then he was. <sighs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he was like. And he thought it was funny. And I, he was like, is it true? And I was like, I mean, kind of. Well, thanks so much, Kim. Yeah. It's been a pleasure to meet you. Yeah, yeah I'm looking thanks. forward to the competition. We'll post that online. Oh, yeah. It's coming up. <laughs> Make sure you only do the feet. You notice the video? They look at the feet. They don't look at the... Because that's the important that's part. That's true. They, they don't the care feet. about their faces. Yeah. I'll do everything I can to not care about the faces. Okay. Great. Okay. Thank you. Good. Thanks right. for having me. You're welcome. Thank you. Cheers.
darkness There's a man they call the skipper Fast asleep Dreaming of gold 